You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 99 of Two Goals, One Mike. The old great one, Wayno episode. Uh, I am joined alongside my co-host, Dwayne Steinel. As always, I'm Johnny Cullen. Uh, we have two special guests for you today in our special playoff edition of Two Goals, One Mike. First, we are joined by recurring guest and friend of the program, Ryan Jury, play-by-play for Guelph Storm, and just an all-around great hockey knowledge guy. Uh, Ryan, thanks for being here, bro. Cheers, guys. Hey, it's always a pleasure. Always good Pleasure to have you back. To have you on, bud. And also joined by host of the Blue Yorker, former NCAA Division One college hockey player, spent some time at UMass, ZooMass, and graduated from Mercyhurst. Um, good to have you on, Johnny Lazarus. Thanks, I appreciate it. And I do have to correct you because when I was there, it was referred to as UMass, not ZooMass. So ZooMass is a new thing. Is that right? When they won, no, ZooMass is done. They killed it. Now it's UMass. Uh, okay. Did you play against uh, Carson Gasevich? He's a Buffalo boy. I played against him when he was at St. Lawrence. My yeah. Year. Yeah. Good kid. Good family. Did fun, fun fact. Fucking they're built like brick shit houses. Their dad, Rich Gasevich won a fucking Rose bowl. I think for Wisconsin. Oh, wow. That's oh, yeah. geez. Athlete, athletics running the family. Must Athletes. Love to see it. Um, so so- to ask you about this, but all right. What? Yeah, oh, we fuck, we're just ignoring whatever's going on up there with Dwayne. I, yeah. So I was at Texas Roadhouse with a girlfriend before this, and uh, you know they had this balloon guy there, right? And guys all decked out, kids are wearing hats. I'm like, well, you know, not to be all mushy gushy, but I call her. She's like, everyone's got a pet name for the girl. I call her Penguins. Can you make fuck, her a pet Wayne, keep that to yourself, man. Well, listen, fuck off. So I so I they ask her make her a, pe- a penguin hat. Guy does an unbelievable job, dude. Like for balloon animal standards, this penguin was unbelievable. Had like glow up lights in it and shit, and just like guy, the guy's an artist. And then she's like, "Well, you, can you make him a goalie helmet?" And this is what came out. So I told <laughs> well, her, "Not a bad effort." Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's all right, you know, considering you know whatever. It's balloons. So, I mean, she she dared me to wear it during the show. I di- I wore it so. Now we're done. I'm reminded of first fucking date, Dwayne. Jesus. What? You want to be my date? No, Dwayne, you know what? Good for you. You know what? How long will it last, though? Uh, Not long. We, listen, man. Like, me and her have been, you know, hot long. and cold for, like, over 10 years. You know? You know? Hot and cold for 10 years? Like, you know, you know. Yeah, you know, that about? We dated when we were, like, 21. You know, we broke up. We got back together, like, five years ago. You know, it wasn't, like... You know, we're together, but like we were, we were seeing each other. And then three years ago, we started, we started back up again and you know, we're, we're doing really well. 
So you're, yeah, like you're, you're hot and cold, like the Leafs playoff optimism. I shouldn't say hot and cold, but like, you know, on, on again, off again, but I got you. She's an absolute rocket. So I have nothing to complain about. Congrats. Congrats. I'm out hitting my, what what is it? What is it? Cully? I'm I'm out hitting my coverage. Out kicking your coverage. Out kicking my coverage. hundred percent. Punching above your weight class. Yeah. That's yeah, good. I'm definitely out of my. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm not going to say that because she, she hears that. <laughs> Your weight class. <laughs> no, I just say. But, we know what you mean. Yeah, you know what you mean. I'm definitely, yeah. I'm definitely out of you know in the wrong atmosphere when it comes to her. So you're Jay Baruchel. She's out of your league. Yeah, for sure. 100%. There you go. Hundred okay. percent. All she's right, getting off of Dwayne's love life and into the nitty gritty, we have a packed lineup tonight. Love to see it. Love this time of year. We got four games going um, right now, tied one-to-one with the Panthers and Capitals. For those of you that are listening, we're recording on Monday night. Um, both games tied at one. Uh, Johnny, I got to ask you, so you grew up a Long Island boy, played for the Gulls, and um, <laughs> all over. Yeah. So I, I'm assuming that Blue Yorker is a Rangers-centric podcast. Yes, fill fill us in. Uh, it was originally through the Believe Podcast Network. It still is on the Believe Podcast Network, but um, it was called Believe in Rangers because they have a show for like every single professional sports team. But uh, we've been partnered with this company, Blue York, who makes a lot of like Rangers fan apparel merch. Um, and they're awesome with like video clips. This guy, AJ Casaglia and Alex's brother, do an incredible job making like Rangers hype videos and all this kind of Rangers content. And uh, they wanted to like brand us as their show. As their show. So uh, literally like three days ago, we became officially the Blue Yorker and uh, we're super pumped about it because those guys do awesome stuff. They, yeah, they, man, they, they it's a damn. I like it. I'm all about that. You got to find what works for you. And if people yeah. are willing to team up with you, you got to do it. Um, obviously, one quick question. So you're a Rangers fan at heart. You got to spend some time in northern Pennsylvania. Um, <laughs> and what was your time like in Mercyhurst? Were you surrounded by Penns fans or was it a good mix? Uh, it's a big mix between like Penguins, Sabres, and then obviously like the Cleveland area too with like, I mean, obviously there's no hockey team there, but um, you know, a lot of Browns, Steelers and uh, Bills fans. Um, I went to a lot of Buffalo Sabres games, especially like when my friends were in town. Um, so that was pretty cool because I got to spend like $15 and sit five rows up, which is pretty sweet. Uh, Speaking of know. guys that grew up around here that your buddies with, I just looked it up. You played – I so I coached at Fredonia. You started oh, yeah, with yeah. Luke Rivera and Max Blitz. Blitz sees a beauty. I love – Riv and his brother, both great people. Uh, That's I, hilarious. I, yeah. Dude, small world. I was thinking about that when I looked up your EP. Um, Unreal. For those of the people that are listening and don't know, I, I'm always going to butcher this name. It's not the Maccabiah. It's the Mac. How do you Mac, say it? It's a Maccabia, but we say Maccabee. Um, but that's how okay. I met those guys. And, and they're like, you know, they're, I mean, Luke Rivera is one of my best friends in the world now. Dude, Luke's a beauty. Next time you talk to him, tell him you were on with Cully and tell him I said hello. Well, hopefully he's tuning in. <laughs> fucking rights luke i miss you rev uh are they still out in california yeah he's actually uh having a baby girl um anytime soon love to see it here's a quick story i coached these two guy boys two guys and i had a diaper party rivera and a few of the guys got the whole team to come everybody brought diapers for my baby girl so it's awesome to see it happy uh happy upcoming father's day that was awful. Uh, but no, Riv and Blitzy, great people. Um, you guys did well out there. I remember them coming home and sharing it with us. That's really cool. Tell us really quick. Give us a rundown. What's that like? And and before you do, so Ryan, do you remember Dan Ehrlich from London? 
Yeah, yeah, I remember Earls. Yeah, he played. He played in this in uh, Macabaya games, and I or remember him telling me we played together at Western, and him telling me about it was awesome. So, Johnny, tell us, tell the fans listening what what that entails and how that whole experience went. So essentially, it's just like similar to the Olympics, but it's only for Jewish athletes, and the games are held in Israel. So we were playing like literally in the desert in Jerusalem. There was like only five hockey teams, though, obviously because there's you know only so many countries that have enough Jewish hockey players to form a team. So uh, we played like Canada, Israel, Russia, and Germany. Um, it was pretty cool. The gold medal game was us against Canada. They had a bunch of CHL guys, and we had a bunch of D1, D3 guys. Um, I think like 10,000 people filled the arena, which is really cool. I remember seeing they reposted awesome. Johnny. It was packed in there. Wow. Other athletes were in there. It was really that cool. Was uh, we got smoked. We lost seven to two, but uh, it was it was a great experience. Um, you know, other than that, wish the result was different, but um, you know, definitely. incredible. Yeah. Honestly, you guys will appreciate this too, since it's your 99th episode. Uh, there was a video that played like, um, I want to say like midway through the first period, like Wayne Gretzky, like talking about <coughs> Maccabee games, like how cool it was to have hockey in the desert. And that was like, you know, that was awesome. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, Wayne, I mean, that experience alone, just to have like a pack barn like that. And like, yeah. that's something that's just like, I'm trying to find the right word for it. Like it's not common what you, that, that tournament you guys played in. So that must have been like a really special feeling to be like one of the first. It, it was it the first time? No, 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 no it's a little bit. Yeah, it's been going on for a long time. The Maccabee games before us, um, like Team Canada had Jake Wallman, who's on St. Louis now, or I think he got traded to Detroit, maybe. And uh, Zach Hyman played for Canada as well. That's wow. pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. actually, the tournament I was in, there's like an older men's division also, like 40 and up, and Alexei Zitnik, I think, who spent time. Get the fuck out of here. He spent time in Buffalo. Yeah, he oh yeah, he's right? Buffalo dude. Yeah, he uh, he was playing for I forgot what country it was, but Czech uh, or Slovak. He, he was either Slovak. He, he was Russian, but he's actually on the front lines right now, fighting for Ukraine. Yeah, he was playing yeah, the tournament. He's not it's, Russian. He's so a Soviet era. Soviet, but 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 he speaks Russian. I remember him. He like a lot, he was a lot one of the guys. Like Zhitnik was one of the guys when you had a new Russian player and. He would be the translator. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, he was there. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. He was. He was good just, little hockey player. He was sick. He was actually. He was really good in the Islanders. I remember him when I was a kid. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Nasty slap shot. Yeah, man. You all. Oh, he had a nasty shot when he hit the net. Yeah. That was the thing about him. Couldn't hit the back the outside yeah. of a barn. They used to say about him. Or Rick Jennerette used to. <laughs> good gaps. Good sticks. And you know what? He wasn't flashy offensively. But, um, Ryan, I don't know if you remember this. I know Dwayne does. And, Johnny, this might predate you, but there was the old uh, Shitnik, Schmelik, Groshik, the old Dwayne. Who am I missing out? Maybe that's all. But uh, Jitnik, Groshik, Schmelik. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Where are you going with this? I don't know. I just remember growing up, there was the fucking Schmicks or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Don't uh, know. It was a good time. You're, um, you're, you're a Schmick. Uh, I'm a fucking Schmelt is what I am. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we get into the NHL, Ryan, quick, quick up, quick update on how your year ended up, how Guelph finished. Not great. Uh, they, uh, they got walked pretty hard by the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Um, just, a, I, I think the result that everybody kind of saw coming Guelph started the year as the youngest team on paper in the entire OHL added some overage guys in there who, who played well for them. But, you know, I think that that team is, is building up to be a real contender in the next two years. 
next year. They're going to be one of the strongest teams in the Western Conference. This year, they got some valuable playoff experience, but that's kind of where everybody kind of thought that the line would end for them, and it did. Five games, the Sioux, just big, fast, nasty, mean team. They pushed all their chips into the middle uh, of the table at the trade deadline, getting Jack Thompson out of Sudbury. Uh, they're they're loaded up. They're going for it, and uh, they made pretty easy work of a young Storm team that's just not quite there. Five games. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the Sioux potentially in uh, in the OHL final representing the West. They're that strong. So, yeah, I mean, overall, a fun year. Uh, but I think the next two seasons in Guelph, are uh, are shaping up to be pretty special. Now, sure. who was the overage player in Guelph that did a ton with charity? I think it, this might have been his last year. Uh, he had his own foundation. Is that this was that this year or the past year? So that so uh, if McFarland? you're thinking of Garrett, if you're thinking of Garrett McFadden, McFadden um, he's he's a former Storm captain, and Ben McFarlane just joined his organization. It's a That's mental rich. health advocacy group called McFadden's movement, uh, which is really cool. It's great for Ben. He's, uh, he's obviously close with Garrett and they've gotten to know each other really well. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's, it's a nice story for sure. And next year, Ben will go around to a bunch of local schools as <coughs> one of the uh, representatives of the organization and talk to kids and young hockey players uh, about the importance of mental health. So it's a, it's a great initiative for, uh, for and I know Ben's really excited to be a part of it. I thought that was really cool. I followed along with that. And yeah. and people don't realize, I mean, I didn't realize this as, a, as an American. And, John, you could probably relate to this. As you're coming up, um, you know, obviously, you know, you have you have NHL teams. But being an OHL player in some of these, um, you know, smaller market towns, you really have an opportunity to make an impact. I was lucky enough to do something called Cully's Kids, uh, where I was able to, you know, get an insurance company, Um to donate, you know, 250,000 books. And I went to different schools and read to them. Um, but it really gives you an eye-opening experience being, you know, bigger than the rink or bigger than just a hockey player. Um, and it was a really awesome thing. And I know Guelph, um, like you mentioned, with those two, they've done a great job. Johnny, to ask you before we get into the NHL stuff, being an American college hockey player, being able to experience it not only in, you know, the mecca of college hockey in Massachusetts, you know, close to home, but then to come out here, um, what was it like for you to, to, to be, you know, be able to give back and, and what, what did you guys do? Was it, was it as a team or did you guys do anything individually to, you know, going to schools, whether it was a reading program or, you know, to teach them how to play hockey. Did you guys do that in the NCAA? Yeah, actually I was uh, super fortunate enough to be a part of the student athlete advisory committee. So, um, you know, luckily enough, my like senior year, I got to put on our own fundraiser. Actually, we hosted Ohio State and uh, we made it like a Make-A-Wish night. So um, we had one of like the local high school kids who was a Make-A-Wish, um, Make-A-Wish kid. His name was Connor Amendola. Actually, he came and uh, like came in the locker room, dropped the first puck, and uh, we did like we had like a whole whiteout. And Mercyhurst didn't really sit a lot of kids or didn't have a lot of seats. So um, you know, luckily we were able to pack it, which is really cool. I think it fits like you know probably five to like eight thousand people max. Yeah. Um, oh shit. Pittsburgh just scored twice in like 10 Yep. Minutes. Bang them up. Backdoor beauty, Jake Gensel. But, uh, <laughs> nope. Cross but no, yeah, that was, uh, you know, sorry about that interruption, but <laughs> no, no, you know, we love, do we love the live reactions? Yeah. We love the live reactions. Love to see it. Let's go, Pittsburgh. Worse. <laughs> I also posted like right before the game, I'm wearing like a, we have Igor, we have Igor you don't shirt, and it's just, it's just backfiring. <laughs> uh, oh, what a pass. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
You know what's interesting for me, and I want to get your guys' take on it. It's obviously, you know, Malkin's on, on a contract year. Uh, Latang's on a contract year. Um, I, I worked in Pittsburgh a couple years ago and didn't realize, you know, just how hockey-centric they've become. Obviously, the, you know, winning two cups helps. Having Winning the Crosby lottery helps. What do you guys think is going to happen there? I mean, this is this the last hurrah for the old Pittsburgh Penguin Corps? Who do they, they bring back Latang. Choose, Who would you keep, Latang or Malkin? Or neither. Do you, I mean, Crosby's never, Crosby's never leaving Pittsburgh. I think if Who's I had to pick Crosby, Malkin and Latang are up for New York. I'm just, saying, I'm just stating that like Crosby, he, he's, he, he's, you know, a lifer with Pittsburgh, in my opinion. But um, if I had to pick between the two, I think, I think Latang's the guy, odd man out for me. I just, I, I he's going to, he's going to, he had a great year. He's going to demand a lot of money. I mean, I think Malkin still is, is, you know, as much as he's not, not maybe not dominant. I think the smart play for Pittsburgh, especially <coughs> with their back end being so blue and, and so young, uh, this guy eats 35 minutes a night. And even though he's getting older, like, how do you replace those minutes? I, I mean, Ryan, I, I, do you follow along with Pittsburgh? If you were GM for a day and you were uh, Berkey and, and and I forget who else is there. What, what would you do? Yeah, Hextall. Uh, yeah, it's a tough conundrum because both of them are older and both of them are injury prone. Like Malkin's got a super dodgy knee. Latang obviously had that stroke scare. He's had shoulder problems. Yeah, he's had a lot of injury issues. But he's, but he's bounced back. Yeah, like he's had he's had a really nice year. And if you're asking me who I'd probably rather keep and that would be cheapest, it's probably Latang, and he's probably the harder guy to replace. I mean, as good and as legendary as Malkin is, like it's a joke that he wasn't named one of the top hundred NHL players of all time when that, when that list came out. That was a joke. There was about twelve guys on that list that I would have put him ahead. Um, but neither here nor there. I just think that. As great a player as he has been, I think they would have a tougher time replacing Latang, simply because right shot, really good puck moving offensive defenseman who's pretty darn good in his own zone too. As much as I cannot stand that guy as a Caps fan, you've you know being impartial here, he's a fantastic player. I think he'd be harder to replace in Pittsburgh's pipeline because you look at these forwards that they just find. These guys, like the Penguins, constantly are just farting out sixth-round picks that are useful players. Rust, even Gensel wasn't super highly touted when he was drafted. Rodriguez comes over from the Sabres, and he turns Absolutely. I don't even think Gensel was drafted. I think he came right out of college, right out of Nebraska-Omaha. Yeah, it's insane. Like, they just find guys. So, Sherry as well. Um, who's playing for my boys now. Yeah, it's incredible. I think that because of that, they're probably with a gun to their head because they're not going to want to do either. They're probably going to try and keep Latang over Malkin, and that's probably what I would do too, based simply on the fact that, hey, they still have Jeff Carter, who is not Malkin, but he's still a pretty good player. Why and looks he'll be good with his helmet off. Yeah, he looks real yeah, he good. Yeah, he's, he's First female beauty. Um, so, I mean, it's a tough decision for a general manager and they're on the other side of their window, but I guess gun to my head, I would keep Latang Cause I real, just feel like he's harder to replace than Malkin real quick. Johnny, I'm watching the replay of that, of that goal. What the fuck is Braun doing there, man? 
Which one? I, I didn't see the second one. I missed the second one. The back one. door. I'm, I'm looking at the replay right now. I'm trying to tell. Pencils? He's just literally waving his stick, literally doing half circles up and down the ice after the giveaway at the far blue line. Like, what is he doing? I don't know, but Foxy was caught sleeping there with Gensel sneaking right behind him. Oh, my God. Yeah, that thing was the Fox, I wanted to ask you, yeah. and, and Ryan, you'd probably have a, a knowledge of this, too. I I remember him coming out. He obviously drafted the Calgary. <laughs> He, he slipped him in the draft because I remember seeing him with NDTP. He was a fucking awesome player. Obviously a little bit undersized, but just a wizard with the puck. Great boots. Um, awesome gap. He kind of fills that new prototypical defenseman role. You look at Quinn Hughes um, and, and Cal McCarr. You know, not the biggest guys, but able to contribute offensively and really drive possession numbers. Uh, Johnny, he's a Long Island guy, isn't he? Yeah, he actually – we grew up together. We actually went to the same sleepaway camp. He's, camp. he's around a 96, 97 too, right? 98. He's a Jewish kid as well. So uh, Really? Oh, wow. There you go. He had the Maccabee invite, but he he had too many other Yeah, things. see you yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. He had development camps to go to. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as Adam goes, like, I've been – you know, I've known him since we're, like, 10 years old, and he's always been the guy. Like, he's not necessarily going to stand out in any game. Like, you know, you don't necessarily notice him right away when he's out there. But uh, if you just break down his clips and his shifts, like he makes every single decision the right way. Like that's always how he's been. He's always been the smartest guy out there and just makes a simple play and makes it look easy. Like my dad always said, watching Adam play in like a you know college game, he looks exactly the same as he does in men's league. He just like is so poised and, and just so calm out there. How he ever gets hit because he's just so elusive, right? Like you really look at uh, Petrangelo was the best defenseman I ever got to play with. And he broke it down simply. He said, patience and deception mm -hmm. and now it's taken me a long time to really break that down but when you look at a guy like adam fox he's patient he's deceptive and, and not just with his shot but with with his first pass mm -hmm. his uh, the guy hardly ever gets hit either sorry what'd you say johnny no, i was saying his, his head face are just out of this world and, and 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 also his full body his hips and the way he's able to disguise what he what his true intentions are it's been really fun to watch him um and I wanted to, I wanted to, before we turn it over to Washington series, so McAvoy and him also played together for a little bit, right? Charlie came down yep. to play for the Gauls. Is that right? Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, Charlie, uh, they've been playing together for forever. Adam Adam actually played like a year up. So Charlie was a 97, and Adam played with the 97s growing up. That's awesome. I, I just saw that Pittsburgh miss, too. I yeah. wanted to, before we flip it over to, to Ryan's, uh, the old Caps, Johnny, you've uh, you've seen Igor Shosturkin up close and personal. Uh, obviously, going to win the Vesna. If he doesn't, that's a crime. Mm -hmm. But the Vesna is for regular season. You know, last game was a bit dicey. I love watching him. I use him for a lot of clips for my goalies. Uh, what, what's it been like to have the Rangers go from Lundqvist, you know, maybe that one or two years in between, and then finding another looks like, you know, generational stud. I don't know how that stayed out. Um, but Shesterkin, what, what, what have you seen from him, Johnny? And then what do you like about what he brings to the table? Yeah. I mean, we are so spoiled as a fan base to go like, like you said, right from Henrik and Igor. And, uh, but then again, it's like, you know, as spoiled as we are to have such good goalies, it's almost like more heartbreaking because we just feel so bad for them. Like they're just constantly funny. left out. Funny. We went from, we went, we went from Hashik to Miller and our bridge between the two for two years was Baran, which like Baran was really good here. Hey, friend of the program, Marty Baran, friend of the yep, program. Yep. Friend of the program, he's. Uh, I mean, I think he has this. I think he has the Sabres franchise record for most consecutive wins. Even we had him uh, for a bit too in New York. Yeah, yeah, you had him for. Yeah, a that's right. Yeah, hurdle, right. hurdle. Um, right <laughs> but like, it's just yeah. you know, it is heartbreaking, dude, because these guys stand on their heads for you night after night after night, 
Hashik won six Vezina trophies in seven years with the Sabres. That's fucked up. That's only fucking had crazy, man. Two, two back-to-back heart trophies and only had one cup finals appearance to show for it, man. Mm-hmm. Like, we get it. We totally get it. Yeah. No, it's – uh, you know, it, it, it just sucks because, like you said, like these guys, you know, put their heart on the line pretty much every single night and they constantly keep the Rangers in games. Like, by no means <laughs> – that 2012 team, the Rangers team, gone to the conference final, but they did because Lundqvist took them there. You know, like that's, even when they lost in the cup, that was highway robbery. I forget who they played in in the conference final, but I just felt like, and you can't teach the way Lundqvist plays. And and in my years, not only playing but coaching, for him to be as deep as he was, to be so good cross crease passes, his hand eye reaction and his ability to dissect plays and break them down and read the play, I've never seen anything else like it. Uh, friend of the program, Quentin Musty, just got drafted by um, Sudbury Wolves first overall, not this past draft, the year before. And he was telling me he played for – what's the good program? It's not the Jersey Rocket, the Jersey Avalanche, right? Uh, some would say the Rockets are better, but yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but like they had the U16 team where they had – so Musty played for that U16 uh, Junior Rockets team. And he told us stories that Lundquist, when he was coming back, from his, uh, you know, trying to get ready to play for for the Caps, ironically, Ryan. Um, he skated with them, and he told me a bunch of awesome stories. We're going to have Q on in a couple weeks. But but transferring over to the Washington series and, and Washington in general, Ryan, how did that ever happen? How did your love for the Caps begin? I I think it all really started with Ole Kolzig. I, I was just a little – Yeah, I was just a little kid, and uh, I remember, you know – as most Canadian kids do in small towns, you come home from school, you eat a peanut butter sandwich, and you hit the street and play street hockey until the lights go out. And that's all we ever did. Um, I'm from a really small town in the middle of nowhere, Arthur, Ontario, shout out. And um, that's all we did, man. We we had a designated street. And like everybody in town knew that that was the road hockey street and they would avoid driving down it. Cause they knew we would be out there from 4 PM until almost midnight. And uh, yeah, I used to like playing goalie when we played road hockey and my dad got me a helmet with Godzilla on it. Oli Kolzig had Godzilla. That was his nickname. And that kind of got me interested. I started watching the team. Loved Peter Bondra. I loved Steve Conowalchuk. I had his jersey as a little kid. Conowalchuk. Um, Conowalchuk. You haven't heard enough fucking. The most random guy ever, eh? You know? It's, it's um, I think that's like the last time I heard that name. And I I loved uh, I loved Yager when I was a little kid, too. Like, we, I, I would always use, funnily enough, the Penguins whenever we played NHL. And I would use Yager. And then he got traded to the Caps. And I was so excited. Um, didn't work out that great, but, uh, as Pittsburgh just scored again, I'm assuming. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it started for me. And then the teardown happened. That was some sad times, but we got Ovi and, uh, that kind of cemented Not a bad it. Consolation prize, Ryan. Not terrible. Not terrible. Not terrible. And you know what we talked about with Pittsburgh getting Crosby and not only that, but you go flurry Malkin Crosby, maybe not in that specific order. And seeing here, good patience, double clutch. Truba unable to clear his guy in front. No, he didn't get a piece. That's a stuff one, Johnny. I'm but never coming on here again. Terrible. <laughs> terrible <laughs> Johnny's done with Don't this. Don't say shit. that, bud. Three goals in the second period since I've joined this stream. Yes. Oh, but no. if anybody could come back, I think it was a similar score. Maybe it was three to one. Same exact score. Yeah, same exact yeah, score. Yeah, so it was. 
I mean, when I look at a team that, that has the offensive, not only just the offensive, but the ability to climb their way back, um, it's it's New York. Now, it, the question becomes, do you do the same thing you did in game three and – or, sorry, yeah, game three and 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 get uh, – who's the other goalie? Not Sam Sonoff. That's that's a Washington Gergiev. goalie. Gergiev. I mean, I, I, I yank him. I would yank him right now. Um, I mean, what do you have to lose at this point? You're down four to one. Save him for game five. I mean, just at this point, you're just going to ruin his confidence, I think, right? Like, you got to put him back up. Speaking well, yeah. of ruining somebody's confidence, Dwayne, did you see last night where Sheldon Keefe, before he pulled Jack Campbell, and Jack is a friend of the program, a former goalie partner of mine, they, it's, it seemed like they were – did anybody see that where they were actually talking to each other? Yep. Yep. I, I saw that. Yeah. I, I thought they should have pulled him right after the third goal. Fucking Keith Jones started saying, oh, he's fucking – maybe he's sensitive, and Sheldon Keith doesn't want to do that. And I'm like, that's fucking crazy. I know Jack's sensitive, but, like – He's an emotional fucking- guy, but, dude, you just don't fuck around with a goalie. Like, goalies, I, I don't know. I, I thought they should have yanked him after the third. That They were doing him no favors at all. And if that's going to be the guy you're yeah. going to play with for the playoffs, get him out of there, man. Like, like, dude, the Leafs looked horrendous last night. Like from, yeah. I'll go back to the second goal though. That was a bad rebound off of his stick from the from down low. You got to block that pass. A hundred percent. Even dude, that that shot, I forget who took it. Oh, it was uh, oh, shit. It was a far out, uh, top of the face off dot. Was Which it? shot are you talking about? Are you Man, talking about the one he waved at? Right oh, that was Ross Colton. Ross Colton, yeah. Dude, it was just like no screen. It was just him and Ross Colton. The I mean, he's in the slot there. What do you, you know? Yeah, he's coming right down the cop. Oh, dude. Like, I mean, like y- you got enough of a piece of it. In my opinion, you probably should have that. Is, is that an equipment malfunction? I've had that happen to my gloves before. <laughs> it literally yeah. hit the the um, indentation on where his glove breaks, and you could see his Vaughn glove break down, or the the pocket kind of close down the middle. And then he looked at his glove. I hate when fucking goalies do that. I did it a whole ton. But that that's tough. I, I don't know. I think I, nine I out of ten yeah. NHL players should score that goal. Agreed. But, Agreed. again, he was out far enough. He got a piece. He tracked it well. That was a dagger. Yeah. I go back to the second goal. You know what? The first one, whatever, it was a blown <laughs> coverage. Stamkos popped out for Hedman. And the winger, you know, went down low. And there was kind of a miscommunication there. And by the time they realized that two guys went and ended up being a double screen for Jack, for me, it's that second one that comes from low to high behind the net. He gets a piece of it and not enough. He wasn't strong enough on his on his glove post to get a piece of that. And, and it's in the back of the net. And then sure enough, a couple minutes later, Patty Maroon scores where Jack makes the initial save. Uh, I didn't mean to segue right into the Leafs yet, um, but I, you know what? I did not. I It's not a – if you do as well as the Le- Leafs did, didn't they get the most points in history, most wins? In franchise history, yeah. Yep. And you yep. get rewarded with back-to-back Stanley Cup winner Tampa Tampa Bay. That's fucking tough. Uh, yeah, it's tough, but I'm I I'm out of excuses for that group. I I really don't care how tough it is. Um, if if you all they talked about, especially even after last year, which was the most disappointing exit, just all these lessons we've learned, starting on time, we, uh, we our intensity, and again last night it was the same old garbage. Um, and, and I went on with Dwayne and Gatesy and I mean, I don't have much more to say about it. I mean, I went on a a hell of a tirade on the Leafs last night and it basically breaks down to like just enough's enough. Uh, and it almost is, I said 
last night, Dwayne, you'll remember, it's worse because they're playing the back-to-back champions. You can't start on time against the bar of excellence in the NHL in playoffs last two years. You can't find a way to bring your intensity level off puck drop against that team. That's embarrassing. I don't want to hear these excuses anymore about, well, we had some miscommunication here and maybe our details weren't there. Your details weren't there. I like, I'm sorry. Like I, I I'm not here for it. I don't want to hear anymore. I uh, get it done. Like at some point, just get it done. The caps did it. We had to two straight years of getting absolutely jabbed in the heart with a spear by Pittsburgh in the second round. And, oh. and then they figured it out. You know, they figured it out. Yeah. The Rangers got that. a goal. Good Cryer. for them. See, we're turning it around. We're turning Foxy, it around. Foxy to Kreider, one of them. We're <laughs> turning it around. And, and Kreider yeah. needed that, didn't he? Uh, they was yes, Foxy. he did. Oh, okay. Foxy got it. Well, there you go. Kreider's involved. Panera, Panera needs to get things going. For yeah, he really Red does. Man, what do you mean? Game. He's been fucking awesome. Panera? He's like five points in the streets. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, he had, he had a hot comeback, but again, he, he did have points. Game. I think what he had four he points in last game, game, but they lost. Yeah, he was, what four out of four. I mean, it comes back to kind of what Ryan was just saying. You have to find a way to not only have the individual success, but the individual success that leads to team success and gets the win. At this time of year, they don't ask how; they ask how many. You need sixteen wins, right? And and I, I I'll tell you what, my mom. I don't know why she likes the Capitals, but she does. <laughs> and and I, I was happy to see them win it. I love TJ Oshie, big fan of him, as Pierre Maguire would say, from War Road, Minnesota. Yeah. And I was happy to see the Caps win. It's been tough to see that decline, though. They haven't won a series since. And me saying that's probably going to be the dagger in Florida's casket. Um, And and not to Uh transition too much to that game, um, I wanted to touch on one thing on that last goal. We talked about, and Johnny touched on it as well, Foxy has an unreal zone entry, is able to get Pittsburgh puck watching along the boards, and is able to feed it through traffic. And as a goalie, you know, that defenseman did everything right, and it goes off his skate. Those goals happen, but what a fucking big goal for New York, man. Just throw it on that, man. Good things happen when you put it on that. Um, so, teeing up, before we move on from Washington, Florida, I, I don't know if it was just me, but anybody notice a little bit of panic in that group? Brunette switching up lines on the fly. I know you got to find some work here uh, in the third period last game, but very uncharacteristic of them, you know, not getting a ton of looks. I don't know if that's some Samsonov playing really well. And, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on that series, the way it's going right now? It's still one-to-one, right, Ryan? Mm. Yeah, they're still tied at one here. Um, and Florida just still can't get their power play sorted out. They've had, I think, four <laughs> opportunities in, now in this game. Yeah, running the five forwards. Maybe they'll throw Ekblad back out there with the top uni. Who knows? Florida just got a penalty finally. Um, but yeah, like they're up 20 to nine in shots right now, late second. The Caps have been swimming in this second period. And Florida just can't figure it out. And and I mean, Samsonov is obviously putting up another gem right now. That that lone goal that he let in, much like the Saturday game was so soft. But now he's he's locking it down right now and like the Caps, I don't know where this penalty killing has come from because they weren't that good at it uh down the stretch in the regular season, but they're doing a great job and if they win the special teams battle and you keep letting Ovechkin tee up shots like that one, um 
the the Panthers will lose this series. And it, and the thing is, is the Panthers are what the Caps were for a long time. High-flying offense, relying on scoring a ton of goals a game. I think they averaged 4.08 goals a game. A lot. They didn't like get they, shit out the whole year. A historic, a historic offensive output uh, in Florida. But that's not what the playoffs generally are about. No. And guys will lean on you and those extra hits that don't necessarily happen on a Tuesday in Phoenix. Uh, they happen in the playoffs. Guys label every hit. They make you pay a price. And say what you will about the Caps and how they've declined and they have since Barry Trotz left, which what a fucking story that is. I can't believe the Islanders. Uh, yeah, that that guy. took it's everybody outrageous. by surprise, man. Absolutely like, outrageous. Some some NHL team is absolutely emphatic that Barry Trotz is available. His phone must be ringing off the hook right now. But say what you will about the Caps. They're still a big, mean, aggressive team, and they love playoff hockey. Like, if, if you want to get into a battle in the corners and get into a war of the wall – Good luck against the Caps. A lot of big boys over there that can run you through the glass. Speaking it's of that, and I got to grab my charger after this, so Dwayne will carry the show. Mantha, that trade didn't make a ton. Of, I mean, on paper, it makes sense. I didn't see him contributing as much as he is now. And I don't know if that, and Johnny, maybe you could touch on this going from one organization to the other. I got traded as a goalie, and there wasn't a whole lot outside of learning the different, you know, different handedness of defensemen and how we like to break out, but to be able to, to, to go from one organization to the other, it's not, it's probably not easy, but Mantha has been a goddamn fucking brick shithouse wrecking ball. And not just with his physical play, but just being a deterrent, right? Like you saw him and Marchmont go at it, Marchmont and fuck. Like I saw Marchmont with his towel between his legs. I love his game. I love that. He's a pest. Um, but Mantha's just fucking a man. Like he's got man strength and he's really, you know, contributed to that, you know, heavy game that Washington's been able to play on the boards. Um, it's been fun to see. Uh, it's just sad that you look at what the Panthers gave up three, their next three first rounders, including this year through 2024, multiple mid round picks, you know, Owen Tippett, who's an OHL alumni, Ryan, you remember watching him. Would sad, oh, yeah. right? Really He's good a player, great player in the OHL. Yeah, um, and I, you know, I hate to come back to it, but when you look at what the Rangers have been able to do, and also the Capitals to some extent, about to retool on the fly, um, the Rangers, what was it two years ago? They announced this big, you know, rebuild. What was it, Johnny? Two years ago, they sent out a a, a season ticket holder letter. Twenty eighteen, yeah, like an email about uh, you know guys you've grown to love are going to be, you know getting shipped out and they're going to, you know, restructure the franchise. And you see DJ's is Jibenajad. He's, he's been on a fucking tear, mm -hmm. you know, obviously Sonic Panarin was nice, but I, I, I just think it's, it's, it's nice to see that trade work out for the Washington Capitals and Mantha playing a big role. Ryan, your thoughts on that and how he's contributed thus far. Yeah, he's been really good considering that he didn't get to play basically all year because of that knee injury. And uh, he's come back. He had five points in his first six games back in uh, early March. 
and has just settled into being a Washington Capital. He's bought into what this group is all about. He's a big, mean son of a bitch. He's six five every day of the week, as Mike Babcock would say. On that team, him and he's, he's a big, big kid, six Ooh. five, two twenty five. Skates really well, and he just buys in. All, all the boys on this team just follow Ovi's example, lay the body. Um, when that guy's on the ice, um, despite the fact that he's not putting up a ton of points so far in this series, when he's out there, it's hammer time. Like he is using his size. You can't say that Mantha is a guy that goes out there and doesn't utilize his tools. Um, and you know, for the Rangers, Johnny, I I'd love your thoughts on this, you know, paying such close attention to them as you do. The Rangers have a bunch of guys like that, too. I mean, Kreider had a historic season. He was a freak this year, banging and crashing in front of the net. I love his game. He's such a monster out there with the way he skates and lays the body. Really dynamic back end. You mentioned Zabanajad Cully. Like, what a player he's turned into. Another gaff by the Ottawa Senators, who fired Pierre Maguire today, by the way, after 10 months. Jesus. Looks good on him. And uh, contract, too. Yeah. I, I wonder what your thoughts are in the way that they have played. And, and really, as Cully mentioned, after that letter, the, the turnaround has been quick and prophetic. Yes, Igor is Igor, and he's going to win the Vesna, and the bread man joins up. But, man, they have built a hell of a good core here. We still haven't seen the ceiling at all of Kako and Lafreniere. I, I really like Heedle. I think Heedle's really yeah. underrated. Like, you got a team there that's got a good mix of veterans and a good mix of young guys that can all skate and lay the body. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. And then they needed – they just needed, like, the proper voice, right? Like, you know, David Quinn was here for three years, and he was great. But, um, you know, I think a lot of people felt that he just, you know, played a lot of the young guys and didn't necessarily have – fuck. Sorry. Another goal? Oh, yeah, no. Five two now. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, That's tough. We're yeah. never getting this guy back on two goals. Oh, yeah. This is <laughs> a, uh, it's just been a complete curse on the old. You got me at my worst here. Yeah, you got me at my worst here. But um, back to what I was saying, I guess. Um, yeah, Gerard Gallant comes in and, and just sets the tone and sets a standard that, uh, you know, obviously there was a lot of, um, you know, talk in the offseason that this team needed to add the word grit, right? Grit was the big focus in the offseason after, you know, the Caps and Tom Wilson, that whole fiasco. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, yeah. but that's what they did, right? They brought in Reeves. They brought in Goodrill, like all these hey, guys. They, they did that, um, yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, um, I, I think everyone's got to be pretty pleased with how quick this turnaround has been. Um, you know, it could be worse. Sure. Could be the Sabres, right? Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, then again, like next year, it's going to look really different, right? That we made a lot of moves at the deadline and I don't know if those guys can really stay with the money, but, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. No, I, I just, no, I understand. We've we've been in a goddamn disaster here. Not to bring up that. I want to focus on the playoffs. Um, but you mentioned Chris Kreider. I had the opportunity to play with and against him at, at the 91 birth year select festivals. You always knew he was going to be a special player kind of flies under the radar in non New York towns, but he's been a guy to contribute. And you mentioned Panarin and you mentioned the two young guys. I, I saw a few people calling for their heads that oh, where are these two, you know, top draft picks. Listen, you have to find a way to contribute to your team's success in whatever role you may play, you have guys like the, the three we've mentioned with Zabenajad, Kreider, Panarin, 
Um, you know, where is there room for these young young players? What line are they on right now, Laz? Are they are they second, third line guys? The are young guys together with Schichtel? Yeah, they're playing together. It's Heedle in between Lafreniere and Kako. Okay. Which is like look good. Line. Yeah, they've been the best. They look. Line. They, they look they oh look. my god, six two. No way, really. I'm surprised. I'll be honest. Like, I know Pitt. Igor, it's the shirt, lads. Yeah, I don't know. I five goals in the second period. Are you kidding me? I almost think. Like, I almost wonder Has immediately if I'm out at all. Is he even like attempted? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know. I mean, I know this. I know. I know people don't take this seriously, but like in a period like this, like after this, after that, after that quick two goal, those quick two goals as a head coach, you should probably try and calm things down and use your timeout. I'm, I'm assuming, I'm assuming Igor is out of net, right? He's still in there right now. I wonder. I wonder almost like they just scored two goals in the last two minutes of the period. Yeah, that's not good. That's a backbreaker. I do wonder if maybe. Uh, something's up with him, like an injury or something, even just a small thing. Like even after that, that whole Carter debacle where they came together, I wonder maybe if he just got a slight tug of a hammy something, right? Because like, he hasn't looked like himself, certainly even the last two games. And I mean, not that the team's doing a ton to help him out and Pittsburgh's just running roughshod with their dump and chase and, and the Rangers just can't get a clean breakout right now, which is a little surprising giving everything we just talked about. But I mean, give Pitt credit, man. Like it's hard to bet against Crosby and Malkin. Like they just keep showing up. I think it's pure inexperience right now. And uh, for sure, like you know, a lot also, of young guys, I think back and I'm pretty sure it might've been Kevin Weeks in that, honestly, but I think I actually, no, I think it was Lundqvist. Oh, five, oh six. The Rangers played the devils in the first yeah, round. Yeah, it was 06. Remember they showed the clip of yeah. the, the series against Pittsburgh. Yeah. they got No, the Rangers got swept in the first round against the devils. Okay. Well, it was maybe 06. the next year. They Did lost. You, in, you uh, when they showed that clip. No, in I, the I TV that. timeout. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was I was done. No, I mean I me, was done. Just so dejected. Somebody I, help this guy out, for God's oh, sake! Fuck. When Igor when Igor made that 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 hit with Carter, it struck me, and and I forget who was talking about on the air, but he he didn't prevent comp, like cut uh, contact. He almost put his left leg out there. And you bring up a good point, Ryan. Like, could that have led to an injury? Maybe. I go back to game one. You saw the Smith you know, tear an abdominal wall or have a sports hernia, yeah. and, you know, playing that long. I mean, it, it down from there, you know, a little bit downhill, not a little bit, you know, they've gone on or, two <laughs> and one, or one and two. I mean, playing that long and playing that much, you put yourself at risk. Uh, I, I certainly don't envy anybody that's had to play two full games in a night. Um, and Pittsburgh seemed to have been able to roll with Domingue. Uh, It's really tough to see. We're talking about a Vesna Trophy winner, and I think we can all confidently agree that Shostorkin was the best goalie in the regular season. Yeah, right? oh yeah, yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought Frey Anderson got snubbed as a Frey finalist. Anderson, um, the, finalist. The, the, yeah, I I kind of felt the same way. I like Freddie a lot, and I like the story kind of bouncing back a little bit from you know what ended up being a not 
great. Like it, I, I, it was amicable, sure, but not a great way to exit Toronto after five seasons there. So I, I kind of agree, but I mean, you know, the other guys are definitely deserving too, but I mean, it really doesn't matter because Igor is so far and away the, the Vesna winner. Right. I, I think he was a heart trophy candidate for a while. Absolutely. The way he was playing any, any well should have been. I think, I think the other thing too, and Johnny brought it up, is just some inexperience here with the, this group. There's lots of veteran guys, but inexperience just with the way the group's constructed. Gallant's first year as head coach, a lot of young guys in the lineup, yeah, including the goalie, who is still very young. And uh, I, I think that they really, the one thing with them is they have not done enough to get in front of Domingue and take his eyes away and make it difficult for him. Like, all the credit in the world to Domingue, but we are talking about a third string goalie here. And yeah. I am a little surprised that the Rangers haven't done more to just get in his face and throw everything at him. As I mean, to your point, they have those veteran guys, but even those veteran guys haven't played in the playoffs in at least like three years. Like a Truba, lot of them. You know, Truba, Panera, and all those guys that came over, you know, yep. they haven't played a playoff game in over three years or four years. So I'll you're say right. this. I mean, yeah. if you're, if you're an analytics person, which I'm normally, I'm not, you know, uh Shayna on Twitter, she 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 just posted this. It's very easy to put this all on the goaltender, but look at the difference in scoring chance generate generation between the Rangers and Penguins at five on five. The Rangers aren't getting to the middle, which is true because I've been I've been yeah. keeping my phone too. The Rangers aren't getting in the middle. Pittsburgh has 15 high danger attempts to the Rangers zero. And like there's Whoa, a just a yeah. giant island of red in front of uh in front of in front of the Rangers, uh, the Rangers not like where where they're getting their scoring chances from. It's just like, like it, it's a fact, man. Like you gotta get you gotta is that get a the- symptom of the problems, Dwayne, or is that the product of the problems? I think it's a product. Product for sure. I, I like you like you said, get in the get in his grill, man. He's a third string goaltender. I mean, maybe sometimes a service will back up, but the worst thing you can do with a goalie like that is let them get comfortable, right? Well, Don't what did New York do right off the faceoff when he came in, Dwayne? He made two nice, easy chest saves, right? Just get you know, even, dude. Even if you, I, I hate to say this, but even if you gotta like flirt with taking a goalie interference penalty, that's a minor. You know what I mean? Like, like make him feel uncomfortable. Let him know that he's not going to see the puck all night. Clearly, just get in his face. Like that's just my opinion, man. I mean, as as a Sabres fan, I would say if I'm the coaches on the other team, like, listen, man, you have fucking Dustin Tukarski down there. You have fucking Aaron Dell down there. Throw everything you can at him. Just throw pucks at the net, get bodies in front. Don't let these guys feel comfortable and let them have a good game. They're trash. Yeah, but how much of that is New York? I've always looked at New York as being a north-south team and Pittsburgh. Well, they are, but sometimes- to clog it up. I mean, that's what New York's game is being able to counterattack being those suffocate teams with, with their ability to counterattack, having teams have to play that third forward high. And, you know, when, when you look at their, they're, they're saying a goal to bring it within four, two, it, it's a, it's a turnover and they go North Adam Fox leads the rush. They're able to get a goal off of that. Now I'm not saying that's the only way they can score, but for me, it's Pittsburgh's been dictating the terms of the play and, and they're playing their game. How much of that has to do with Pittsburgh having the last change in the matchups they want these last two games? Obviously, that has to do with it. But when you, you go back, how much different would the series have been if they squeak out and New York's able to get that first win and maybe <coughs> build that momentum into getting 2-0 and at home going into Pittsburgh? I just think it's a big ask to go into Pittsburgh having the ability to match up, you know, 
however they want to do it, whether it's Crosby, Malkin, Carter down the middle, or, or the plug-and-play pieces they have at center, to me it's just Pittsburgh has, has forced New York to adapt to their style of game. I'll shut up and listen, as Dwayne likes to say on his phone calls. Oh, hang up and listen. But Hang up and listen. But, I'm but, here, but just going to that, like Adam Fox, the, one, the, the, the second goal for the Rangers, man, he literally just threw the puck on Domingue and it made its way to the back of the net. Sometimes yeah, that's what you've got to do with these guys. Like – Throw the puck at a bad angle, have two bodies in front, and just hope for the best. Like, not a, I mean, that's that's a playoff goal, man. That's a playoff goal. Look at Patty Patty Kane's game winning goal, uh, Stanley Cup winning goal. It was from fucking three feet in front of the yeah, goal that line. That was an embarrassing goal, though. That's yeah, but, never you know, but still, wow, well, yeah, but it's still like that's a playoff goal. Like, it's just what happens. Look at the golden goal, Crosby and Miller. Fucking That's the exact play. That's a skill play from Crosby to call for a ginless pass. And as he read Miller's poke check, he put it five hole. That different goals. I get where you're coming from, Dwayne. You know, I, I agree. I guess I want to tee up Johnny. When you've seen New York be successful this year, was it was it playing the other team's game or was it dictating the <coughs> pace of the game and playing the North-South hockey and, and being, being able to get up the ice, whether it's turnovers or bad changes or whatever it may be? How has New York found success this year? I'm going to be honest. I didn't see a ton of their regular season games. Johnny, you have. Uh, you tell me. I mean, they had the second or third best power play all year. That generated a lot of the offense. Got to the they were so play. good. So yeah. good in the power play. And their power play has not really been all that good in the last two games. Um, they were 0 for 4, I think, in game three. And tonight, I don't think they scored one tonight. And, uh, and, and I, I don't know what's going on defensively, but – I think they've had more defensive breakdowns in these four games than they did all, all regular season. I don't know what's going on, but they look they look horrible in their own D zone. And they did not in the regular season. I think they had, um, you know, definitely a, a top 10 and like chances against. Um, and now they're probably leading the playoffs in like most chances given up. So, um, you know, I, I am just I, – I'm, I'm, my brain is just – I feel so bad for this poor guy. Like, well, yeah, I am a Ranger fan. I bet the Rangers to win the series and I bet the Rangers tonight. So you add that on top of it. Yeah, that's that's never <laughs> a fun seat to be in for sure. I, I agree with you. And I think I think maybe they're maybe because of the way this group's constructed and how young and, and green some of them are and how green overall the group is as a playoff team. Cause let, like, let's be honest here. Like they're well set up for the future. Like the Rangers as constructed now, even without adding to this group in the off season, which I think they will, um, e even if they didn't do that, they're well set up to be a playoff team for a long, long time. When you have a goaltender in net like that, first of all, that's the biggest thing that solves a lot of problems for you right there and can mask a lot of issues in the regular season, especially in the dog days when guys maybe don't feel like getting up for a, for a game at the 5,000 seat Arizona dome or whatever the hell they're calling that stupid stadium where they're going to uh -huh. drive guys to the ranking golf carts, fucking embarrassing for this league. But he covers up a lot of problems, and so that's the biggest thing for you right there. You've got Igor, and then the bread man is an all-time mercurial playmaker that can just do a lot of damage by himself, and that on this on, team, he, he doesn't need to. That was on display this year too, man, when 70 apple, over 70 apples for the, for Panarin. He, he was disgusting Absolutely. this year. Oh, my God. And it's no surprise. I mean, he put up points in Columbus, guys. Columbus, no disrespect. And my cousin was the assistant coach there, so I'm not shitting on them. But, I mean, he put up points in Columbus, ladies and gentlemen. Like, this guy is a really good player. And then Kreider 
is just a great leader who had an unbelievable year. And then I really like the young guys they have. And Zabanishad's one of the best two-way centers in the game. He he legitimately is. Like he he's a guy that I would want starting in the defensive zone. I'd want him starting in the offensive zone. But I think maybe they're over-reliance, if you can call it that. At, at least it looks to be in this series right now. Their over-reliance on having power play success is a thing that's not really going to do well for you against a team like Pittsburgh. Because again, give them their credit. This looks a lot like those Pittsburgh teams that went back-to-back. Not flashy on the decor. It's just so meat and potatoes. But their decor can all skate. And when the Rangers, who are a north-south team that really rely on getting in there and smashing bodies on the forecheck, when you can't get there first <coughs> and Pittsburgh can just flip it out and have guys like Crosby and Rust and Carter and Malkin and Rodriguez go and fetch the puck in the neutral zone and create good turnovers with sticks going the other way, it's a bad matchup in a sense for the Rangers. And I, I can understand why they're having trouble with it because Pittsburgh say what you will about them and, and what appears to be holes in their roster. When you, st when you have Sid Latang and Malkin out there hard to bet against. So Rangers are the only team that are above 25% on the power play and below 70 on the penalty kill. I don't know what their numbers look like in the regular season. That's but tough. You like to think that they're above 66, right? Now, you guys have both mentioned the ability to be a special teams, you know, team. But I, I you know, and I'd have to go back and look through what 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 are the debacles on the PK. But 66, percent you're not going to win a series, and on the PK, uh, Bob Bugner was the best coach I've ever had in saying this is that we took pride in being an 80%, 85% goal uh, percent play uh, PK team. And if you can kill penalties, even if you're not dynamite on the power play, you're going to give yourself a chance to win most hockey games. Um, you know, the only teams they're up against is Florida Kings and Nashville, and they're all within that, you know, 66 to 56 range. Everybody else that's winning their series is up in the 70s, 80s. Um, and, you know, Pittsburgh, ironically, 33% PK per, or PP percentage, 75 uh, PK. It don't mean to break it down into strictly a, a special teams game, but uh, for a team in New York that's it's been very good on the power play and, and special teams in the PK in general, um, it's tough to, to point the finger. I, I wonder going after this, is, is the third period started, Johnny? Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm getting always I'm getting always Twitter notifications from from two goalies, one Mike. <laughs> Dude, I, I I tweeted out Rangers allow five in the second, and John uh, John Lazzy is about to have a stroke live on air with two goalies, one Mike. Hop in and join the Cavo. Can we out. send this guy like a fucking Dairy Queen cake or something? Like yeah, know, right? anything? Like let's Uber eats this guy something with the, with the, with the Michael Jordan crying the Michael Jordan crying yeah. in body. I'll totally do that if they lose the series. I'll 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 send you a, a a Dairy Queen ice cream cake with the Michael Jordan crying meme on Igor's body. Just no, like, no. That's awful. Now, now he's definitely you. Now he's definitely not coming he's back. He's definitely not coming back on the show. You know now. what? As a Sabres fan, I take so much shit. So once in a while, I enjoy dishing it out. Well, if we use us, the Sabres, <laughs> as a fucking benchmark, you can't get any worse than we have been. No, so, Johnny, just, just you know, count your blessings that you're not a Buffalo Sabres fan. I'd rather um, be right now. 
No, you come on no, now. No, we no, still no, even no. have hope. We have Igor's gonna win the Vezina tomorrow. And then yeah, what? It, it, All for what? Then he's gonna get made fun of by the entire fucking Twitter app. Oh wow. Uh, dude, I'm not honestly God, I'm not making fun of Igor Shisterskin, dude. You There's know, plenty of fans that would rather be in your shoes. Every single team in the NHL would ask their starting goalie to have Igor in net for them without a shot of a doubt. Every I think I'd rather team. have no hope than false hope. Yeah. I mean, no, he brings up now. Now you game. sound like you sound like a Caps fan pre 2018. <laughs> That's what you sound like right now. Yeah, I, I hope to. I hope that happens. I'll gladly get some second round exits to one day get the cup. I mean, I have. <laughs> yeah, but, but, look, yeah. But, look, but look at all those Caps, those Caps. You always had to go through Sid and Malkin in their primes to get there. And as heartbreaking as it was, when you finally get when you finally get there, that just made it all that sweeter. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Drew? The the Kuznetsov OT winner in Game Six against Pittsburgh that is the greatest awesome. Caps goal of all time. Is that the uh, breakaway? Yeah, yeah, where Ovi stripped Sid at the blue line, which was even more poetic. Show it um, up your ass, Sydney. I uh, that that goal was great. My girlfriend and I had only like been recently started dating. She's a huge Caps <laughs> fan. And that was one of the first big playoff games we watched together. And we almost went through the ceiling of her living room. I, I thought her parents were going to have a stroke coming down to see what the hell we were screaming about. It was, I'll never, ever forget that moment. And then just as soon as they, as soon as Kuznetsov scored that, I, I, I looked at her and was like, we're winning the cup. Like they, they're going all the way. They're going all the way. And they did. And it was great. And it, and it really, it really did make up for all that horse shit. So I mean, if that if there's any consolation from me to you, Johnny, because I because again, I think the Rangers are going to be poised to be a consistent playoff team for for a really long time. They're only going to get all better you got to do is yeah, they're only going to get better. Those young guys are going to get better. Lafreniere, it, Lafreniere is going to be a thirty goal scorer. Um, they're only going to get better, and they've got the biggest piece that you need, which is the guy in net. All you need is a ticket to the dance, and yeah. the Caps had one for a decade. And the Rangers are going to have one for the next decade. Just get in and eventually, like, like, let's be honest here, guys. Like, it takes a lot of luck to to win the cup. Yeah, like, it is so. Lucky. It is you got to be good to be lucky. Absolutely lucky to be good for sure. But think of like think about that Caps run down two nothing to the Jackets. Panarin of all of all guys. Hits the crossbar in double overtime of game three. Holtby's out of position, doesn't see the feed back to the bottom of the circle, and Panarin rings the bar. Two shifts later, the puck goes off Lars Eller's right ass cheek <laughs> and, and into the net, like just the stupidest bounce. And there were a couple like that against Pittsburgh too, where, I mean, that winner I just talked about with Kuznetsov. Yeah. Crosby, of all players, makes Turnover. a soft play at the blue line, which he almost never does. And Ovechkin, who is not a defensive stalwart, is back-checking, catches him, strips the puck, sends Kuznetsov the other way. Think about the biggest one. I mean, the, the save in the Stanley Cup final, Holtby robbing tuck of all people that sorry was wild sorry alex the save that was insane the worst the craziest one though was was tampa in game seven kucherov gets a breakaway thinks he scored 
doesn't hear the whistle going. Tampa got flagged for too many men on the ice. It would have been 1-1 going into the second period. And with six seconds left in the period, they actually tell him, oh, by the way, Nikita, no, you didn't score there. There was too many men on the ice. And then Ovechkin scores right off the faceoff with one second left in the period in game seven and scores. And that was the dagger. Like, lucky, lucky bounces. Because Kalorn jumped off the bench two seconds too early in the conference final game seven. Like there's luck involved here. And I'm just trying to be a guy here and pick our friend Johnny up here because the Rangers are going to have a lot of opportunities to kick at the can for a long time here. So yeah, if it's any team- consolation, and by God, if the friggin' Washington Capitals can do it, I mean, for the love of Christ, the Rangers can do it. They're, they're, they're Quick note, every- Rangers going with Gorgiev. As they should. Up. I have this Ranger fan tweet at me like, I'd rather have Sorokin in that. Like, show some fucking loyalty, man. Oh, Jeez. that now. That's where's Sorokin? Where really good guy? goalie. Really yeah. good goalie. Not, not in the playoffs, that's though. So Where does he play now? Well, he's, he's the, Islanders. the Islanders still. Yeah. And he's going to oh, be done. Guys, guys like, take your fat hat off and look at the facts. Bro, show some fucking loyalty. Wait, look at the Rangers facts. Fan tweeted you that. Yeah. What? What? Not, I guess, hey, not to, not to perpetuate a stereotype. And I want to bring this up, Johnny. I've just met too many Rangers fans that are fucking, I don't want to say it, uneducated. But like, fuck, man, that's that's just salt in the wound. When it doesn't need to be. I'll take fucking Igor Shosturkin over Sorokin any day of the week. I think Sorokin's the product of a very tight defensive system with Barry Trotz, and you saw what he did for Washington. Ryan, he is able to get everybody to buy into a defensive system that really doesn't give up a whole lot. They they force everything from the outside and they backtrack to the house very well. Um, but fucking what a dumbass tweet that was. Whoever sent that, tell him to come over to Cully's house and sit on a pine cone. <laughs> yeah, his name is not even like his Twitter. It's like that's brutal. Like he, that's terrible. I understand you get on top of guys when your team doesn't do well, but I mean Igor, Igor was the heart of that team all year. Like, let's relax here. And hey, to be fair, I think Sorokin has a chance to be a Vesna winner someday, too. I, I don't think, think he's think a that, great goalie. I think he's I don't got think that his hard. Yeah, I don't think his ability is solely tied to what Trotz is able to do. And I mean, look at Varlamov because Varlamov was a Vesna winner before he came to the island and had success. I mean, Trotz plays a really great system. I still can't believe they fired that guy. But but look look too at the impact that a guy like Mitch Korn has on every goalie he ever coaches, including Dominic. Friend Hathic. of the program, Mitch Korn, children of the corn, they call it. Mitchie Korn is oh, he's the greatest goaltending coach of all time. Um, it, it's incredible the impact that he has. I think Sorokin has an opportunity to one day be a Vesna winner too. But Shesterkin, because re- remember, like the 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 Russian goalie school of the last few years, I read a great article about it a little while ago. Samsonov first, then Shisterkin and Sorokin. They were their next big three guys. And boy, oh boy, like all three of them are really high end, high talent. We'll see what happens with Samsonov in the long term as he's played again really well tonight. But man, talk about three guys that have just been really really solid based on their potential Shesterkin has put space between himself and the other two 
like significant space. Those other two guys got some catching up to do. Just, I mean, to say, oh, Sorokin, Sorokin would be better. I mean, let's relax. Over Bro, this guy now just responds and goes, I said, show some loyalty. He goes, to what? A fucking loser? I had loyalty to Hank. He was a winner. Shesterkin? <laughs> Henrik, Henrik Lundqvist never won anything. Yeah. Oh I, literally said, I was like, I've never blocked anyone on Twitter before, but I'm so close to just blocking. Block that man. Like, I love Henrik Lundqvist. Like, Henrik like, Lundqvist is a really good goalie. He never won anything. Outside, well, he won a gold medal, but not, that's not the NHL. But, I not mean, and, and, and that, that Stanley Cup final loss wasn't his fault, and it's not no. his fault that he never won anything. That guy never won. Like, no, what are we talking about here? I this mean, it's good. if every time the, a guy has a tough playoff performance, you're going to trade him. I mean, the cat, the caps wouldn't have a single guy on their roster that they've got here. Like Carlson would be gone. Ovechkin would have been gone five times over. Let's trade Backstrom. Let's trade Kuznetsov. He sucked that one time. It's a goofy thing to say. I remember that actually like, and, and you know what it is, man? It's cause he's Russian. That's what it is, dude. And and I remember you guys know too, just year after year, him being like the only guy consistently putting points up. Ovechkin should go back home. Damian Cox is one of the worst Fuck hockey him. contributors of all time. He wrote a book a few years ago. My mom bought it for me because she thought, oh, Ovechkin's on the cover. Ryan will want to read it. It was called The Ovechkin Project. And the whole oh. book was just slandering the guy That's about how they'll yeah. never win with him. And he's not invested in being a team player. And Crosby's so much better. I was furious by the time I got to the last A little page. bit of Canadian North American bias, eh, Damien? Yeah, just a touch. Because Russian guys can't be good leaders. No, uh, the, you know, the let Russian machine often breaks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't look back at a guy like Sergey Fedorov or Larionov nope. or any of those great guys. Like Russian five, never heard of it. Yeah, no, it doesn't exist. It, it's nope. ridiculous, McGilney. Um, it, it, years, year after year, the Caps should trade Ovechkin. First round exit against the Rangers. Second round Penguins. Second round Rangers. Doesn't matter. The, they should trade Ovechkin. Ovechkin should go back home and save the cap salary cap money. Ovechkin's <laughs> not a leader. They should strip the C. Just any excuse in the world until all of a sudden he wins. And now all anybody can say is, oh, what a great leader and blah, blah, blah. The, to, to go at Shesterkin so young in his career, That's bizarre. after the season he just had, bizarre where you're world. set up long-term in net. I think is goofy. I mean, that's just me personally. I don't know. You look at the Sabres and me and Dwayne have talked about this a lot. And, and Laz, you're lucky in, in that you have the answer in that. Now it's not, there's no sugarcoating what, what's happening right now. Is it over? No, but the, the series shifts back to the, the garden. And I love hearing the garden fans over the, the TV broadcast. Fuck you ref and all that good stuff. But you have to have hope there. There's no sugarcoating being down three, one. Um, I just look at where other teams are that, that haven't gotten that goaltending or in the pet perpetual. Who's our guy. And even Washington's in that they have two young guys that, you know, who's the answer. And they've kind of done it by a committee and a lot of teams have, but I would trade anything for, for having a, a guy like Igor that maybe it's just a small sample size, but there's no denying how talented he is. And, 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 and he's, he's so going to be a piece to, to the answer. Um, I, I, before we, we run out of time, I wanted to get your guys thoughts on the Western conference. Anybody been able to stay up and watch the games? I've been, yeah, it's easy to, 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 to be hard on the, or have a hard on for the, the, the Colorado avalanche. Um, 
that's been dominant. That's been really fun to see. But again, another young goalie that's been thrust into the, the limelight like Ingram. He's played really well. He's kept it close at least, um, especially that game two was phenomenal. Uh, but looking at the Western Conference as a whole, Dwayne, I'll start with you. Who do you like out of the West and and why? I mean, it's not it's not hard to say the Avalanche, right? Like they're just like this year. I feel like you know for them, it's either cup or bust. Get there, or, you know what, what was all this for? The moves they've made, the season Nazem Kadri have, which nobody saw coming. I saw it coming. I played against Nas. You've played against everybody. No, I played against Nas. He scored I, on me multiple times. Very yeah, good player. player. Good but, player. But, 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 Judging from what you saw in Toronto, how he's able to keep that temper under control, keep himself more composed, you know, probably with more of a better leadership group around him. Personally, for me, with Colorado, you know what I mean? Like he's kept himself more composed and more mature, and he had an MVP level season. And to hit, I mean, no, he's not the most important. His best season. Can we say that? Huh? Oh, no question. Yeah, he has. He not his best season, but he was talked about for the MVP for a little no. bit. No. Yes, he was. No. Yes, he was. Okay, I'm sure he wasn't. $5. $5. Move on. What do you got? Yeah. Right? I mean, anyway. I I remember middle of the season, he was. He was on an absolute tear. Because McKinnon was out, remember, and he yeah. was playing on the, on the team. But It was a brief conversation. Yes, there was some brief conversations about Nazem being in the conversation. Never saying being the winner. He was in the conversation. But. Just the season, the season he ha- he had, and just that team top to bottom when Kemper's healthy, like it's hard to bet against them. Uh, I is. got to meet Darcy and Ontario Rain, and I always ask myself, what the fuck is this guy doing in the East Coast Hockey League? Really happy to see him have sustained success. Um, he's is he the answer? Maybe it's nice to see Frank Pavel Frank Frank Franco. <laughs> yeah, Franco's. Double hip surgery is incredible. Um, I I'd love to see Colorado get over the hump this year. I I would love. I I was really rooting for Calgary, and another young American goalie, Jake Ottinger, has really stepped up there. Oh, good. Jake has been so good. He's been really lights out, and that's it's been a fun series to watch. It hasn't been super high scoring, but uh, a lot of fun to watch them battle. Um. You know, this is put up or shut up for Calgary. You see Winnipeg going through a similar thing right now, you know, a year year or two after where they were in the same kind of boat, and it's kind of imploding on them. Um, you've heard the rumors about Shifley being unhappy and, and the finger pointing. I think it's if, – if I was in, in Winnipeg and that management group or even on the team, I'd say let's fucking let the new coaches figure it out. Let's not all fucking point the finger and, and, and run a good center out of town. Forever Winnipeg was, you know – they had cop. What is that? A New York Ranger now? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's a good player. Yeah. Really good player. Just a versatile guy that can do a little bit of everything for you. Pot 20, good wheels, really, really good penalty killer. Um, Winnipeg. I'm glad you brought them up. Cully. I like Winnipeg would be the number one team that I would be speed dialing Barry trots repeatedly. Yes. I would be. <laughs> hammering my hands through the digits on my phone to get a hold of Barry Trotz if I'm Kevin Shevel Day off. That's just me personally. No, I would too, man. They got a lot of talent up and down that lineup. And Kyle Connors, 
been a, been a mainstay there after playing at the University of Michigan. And it's just sad to see, you know, how quickly the Canadian market can turn on some players. Obviously, Ryan, you, you, you've you've grown up in that and you've seen it with the Leafs and, and other teams. It's just sad to see a really solid core that underachieved in Winnipeg. And they got a great goalie in Hellebuck, too. I don't know. <laughs> Shifting from that into the, the Minnesota-St. Louis series, I've had a ton of fun watching that series. Uh, I love Minnesota for whatever reason. I think it's just because Marcus Foligno is my boy. And I love to see him have some success there. And especially with the being an American, Laz, you know this, Dwayne, and you too. And I'm sure, Drury's, you know it too. For being such a great hockey market and for putting up so many great players over the year, the Wild really haven't been awesome. And they haven't, they've been starved for success. And I just want to see that team win. I It's been really interesting to follow the goalie. I don't want to say it, controversy. Um, but Dwayne, you told me last night, when's the last time Cal Tammet lost a game? He hasn't lost a game in regulation since March. Like the guy, the guy's, I love Flurry, but like, that's fucking crazy. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. Flurry hasn't played bad. Flurry hasn't played bad. I mean, I don't know if throwing Cam Talbot in changes that dynamic or the outcomes of any of those games that they've lost. Like, but at the end of the day, like you brought Flurry in, uh, you know, halfway into the year, and it's been Cam Talbot's not since the beginning, and the guy did nothing, did nothing uh, that was within his control to lose the net come playoff time. But you know, I guess you want to go with the experience and the guy who has three rings uh, to take your team into the playoffs. And I mean, it's not again a good problem to have with both Cam Talbot and Mark Andre Flurry, but if, if for me. I would have wanted Cam just because he's been there since the since the get. Well, good problem to have, like you mentioned. Um, a question for Laz: Who's the youngest Ranger to score a playoff goal? It's got to be Lafreniere, right? No, uh, yes, but yeah. they just showed an infographic. It's probably going to pop up on your screen. Stephen Rice is that the right name? I don't even know that. I, I no, me neither. <laughs> Stephen Rice. Hey, wow, eh? I was gonna. I was gonna just wildly take a stab and i guess now that i think about it, it probably doesn't make sense because he came over after some time in the super league i was just gonna guess kovalev but yeah i mean that makes sense real quick before well, we turn, how about how about uh what was behind uh the bench during the uh the the, the dallas bench during the uh the flames uh Stars oh, you mean that hits? poor that poor lady, man? She uh, is everywhere. Uh, She's all no, over the there internet. There ain't no poor lady about it, man. She loves every second of no, it. No, no, fun bags on that whole sound. She's Dumb and Dumber reference, greatest movie of all time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Thank you for it's that up. Uh, dude. It's my favorite movie ever. I could quote the whole thing. <laughs> really doing it, hair. Um, yeah, it's. <laughs> That was one of the funnier things. Probably the funniest, to be childish for a sec, probably the funniest boob-related moment since that girl flashed Andre Burakovsky in Vegas when the Caps were parading around the cup. And don't tell awesome. me you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. You all awesome. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I screenshotted was... it. It's in my uh, my. Yeah, of course you did. It's your <laughs> desktop. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, no. that was wild. She... she uh, she she was on, she was on Twitter. I forget her. I, I I'm probably following. I don't know, but uh, I'm probably following, probably following her. her. But you know, she's uh, that's she, awful, Dwayne. 
it's not the first time she's been behind their bench. She's been she's been uh, she's been on uh, on, right. on a lot. Um, not the first time she's been pointed out, but man, like Biz even said, the deep V uh, during the intermission. Very report. deep V. It's like college deep V. Just get a little yeah. lower and lower. Well, hey, before we wrap this up, I, I'd love to get predictions from the boys. Um, not only that, we haven't touched on the other series. Uh, you got the Kings and Oilers. Obviously, Kings tied it up last night. Blues and Wild all nodded at two. I, I quick question: When's the last time that we saw in the Tuesday slot, guys? All four series are tied at five games. I feel like last year there was a lot of early exits in the first round. Um, after mm-hmm. tonight's results, you know, depending on yeah, let's oh, go. Fuck. Kuznetsov upstairs on a breakaway. Ew. I'm telling you, man. He waited Bob out the whole way. was like maybe a touch in front of the goal line and just. I feel so bad celebrating right now, given what our friend John's been through tonight. But I had to sell. That was a disgusting goal. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my Lord. Ew, 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 ew. That'll be number one on SportsCenter tonight. What a hit by Oshi on Sam Bennett, too. He erased him. Oshie's oh, my God. Really, really good Dude. in this series. TJ Oshi just stole Sam Bennett's soul on, on oh, live dude. television. That was Sam whoa. Bennett's soft as fuck. He's an OHL guy, is he not? Yeah, King, King, Kingston King. boy. And he was really good. He was really good for the front next. He was a really, really good player. I mean, that's I do, like uh, fucking, I mean, a lot of guys were good for the Maple Leafs and they've been bad forever. I, I just I Sam Bennett never did it for me. Um, that draft class, I know that it is what it it's is. Sam, Sam Reinhardt draft class. You can redo it a hundred mm. times over, but Leon Dreisaitl went fucking what to Edmonton? Third, it yeah, third. It is. it is what it is. I I just for me, I've been really fuck man. If Washington goes up, I'm with Johnny right now. Florida's my team. They're my uh, team too, dude. I, I I said in a group chat like if it, uh. Oops, Samson off with a big save. Uh, I said, they were asked, should we be worried about the Panthers? And I said, honestly, no. If Bobrovsky can play well, I don't see why you should be worried about the Panthers. But And, and to be fair, like, he has played well, right? Like, yeah. Washington, that was their 13th shot on goal, though. Like, That's the a Panthers major have- penalty on Oshie for the record. I just saw the hit. That's a major, Ryan. Why? Why is it a major penalty? Because Bennett ran into him with his head down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it, it's a it's a wishful it's a wishful major penalty for sure. Oh, yeah, no, they better wake up now though. I mean, holy cow, Johnny! I do want to ask you before we let you go. Um, you know, assuming that the Rangers, because hey, let's be honest, they could go on a miracle comeback here. But like, let's look forward to the off season now. It's been it's been a tough night. It's been a tough series for them. What's the number one thing that you would address on this roster? Um, well, first of all, I just want to apologize because you guys got me at my worst year. No, no, no you're good, you're good, dude. dude. We understand, man. Buddy, the passion, man. Like it, this it's is a, a letdown. podcast, buddy. You, you're you're not showing us anything we we all haven't already done ourselves. I also just, dude, like honestly, I I so badly like wanted to defend Ranger fans today against what Spit and Chicklets posted, but they post well. Like Ranger fans, ninety nine percent of the time, like they don't even like know hockey or play hockey at a high level. That's they, not true. Play. That's not true. No, but but like at the same time, my entire Twitter feed right now is full of people that are like, "This series is over. Igor sucks." Like, uh, like people are forgetting. Like we said before, Henrik Lundqvist didn't even win a fucking game in his first playoff series. Like, 
I I will I will say this because and this is just general. Mm-hmm. Before I let you answer the question about the roster, I did read a crazy stat that ninety five percent of the tweets on Twitter are tweeted by less than ten percent of the user base. Probably, yeah. I actually. So, uh- Social media is not a great gauge on anything, especially sports fandom. Oh, these fans are morons. These fans. No, generally a majority of every fan base is level-headed people that just love watching their team. And there's like a 5% that's on social media screaming about it. Yeah. The loud, the loud minority. Rangers fans are like great. That, we've had lots of great the Caps and Ra- yeah. lots of great battles in the playoffs. My best friend is a Rangers fan. Like that's oh, just absolute BS. My God, Malkin what happened, scored, Johnny? Malkin just scored the grossest goal. Oh, did no, he really? No. Oh dear. Yeah. Break Sorry. Sorry. Every time you me, they score. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, the roster though. What what's like the number one thing that you're you're targeting in the offseason? Well, apparently a Vezina goalie isn't good enough. So uh, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you guys gotta watch this Malkin goal. This I'm looking for it right now. Game. Actually, you know what, guys? Hold on, I'll, I'll look for it. I'll bring it up on the screen. Hold on. Backhand. Break down. it down for okay. us really quick. Not to rub salt in the wound, but what happened? Capitan does a sick toe drag around Keandre Miller and like throws like a not like behind the back pass, but like you know, he's behind the net and throws it to the short side. Yeah, a little shimmy. Far down. Oof. Yeah, it's not good. Well, it was fun. I love Keandre Miller, too. That's a, that's, a, that's a kid that's going to be real good for you for a while, man. Keanu I like him a lot. He's a big boy. He's got he's good nasty, boots on him, good player. stick, good gaps. So, tee you up, Johnny, not to say the season's over, but to, to reiterate uh, Ryan's question, what are you looking for? I was going to say defensive depth. But I don't know the Rangers team like you do. I think everyone's been kind of talking about it a little bit between Cop and Strom and whether it's both of them, one of them, or none of them. I think you got to find a legit second line center. Um, you got to yeah. build out the center position. Um, you know, I, I know Ryan said he's a fan of Heedle. You guys said you're fans of Heedle, and he's fine. Um, but he's not a second. He's a bottom line. six guy. He's not. A, yeah, he'll never be he's a top. A good, he's a good depth piece. Yes, agreed. And he's good so, in the draw. He's good at the draw. Like if he's your third yeah. line center for the next ten years, hooray! You're, you're laughing. You're good. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we're also talking about a team here that went to the Stanley Cup final with Derek Stepan as a first line center. You know, like <laughs> they did. They, did. Yeah. Like, they really did. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's so clear that they're not. I mean, not that many other teams are, but you can just tell. Like these Colorado teams. The the Hurricanes, there's on a different level, those two teams. I think those two the top two favorite teams to win the cup. I mean, I just thought those two all year were on a different level. Like as good as Florida was, I think there was a lot of concern in net with Bob if he could really get it done. Yeah. Um and and to me, like this Colorado team, like I don't think anyone can outskate them. Um no, no. Carolina, I think just they just played simply the hardest out of any other team. Um and and I think that's just that's just where you got to get to. Um, <laughs> do you have the Malkin goal? No, I'm that's bringing not- it up. I'm bringing it up right now. Hold on. I, I do want to see it. I tuned in too late because I'm locked in on this uh, one goal lead for the Caps with six minutes. But um, let me see here. Da, 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 da. But it's also, break. man, like this has been the craziest Eastern Conference ever. All eight teams have a hundred points. Like you that's never insane. Yeah, like. <laughs> and the bo- the bottom feeders have been just historically awful too. A, a large collection of them yeah. looking down at like Montreal and Detroit. Ew, good God. Like 
imagine being those fan bases right now. Like, you know what? I'm actually, I'm so I'm about to, after this game ends, I'll probably post like a quick reaction video to this game, even though I pretty much was like half watching it. But, um, you know, fucking Ranger fans are forgetting. Hey, guess what? The next two out of three games, guess where they are? MSG. You MSG. win game five. You get some kind of momentum. Go One into of the hardest part of the plan. Yeah, you go into Pittsburgh with the Vezina winning goalie. Anything can fucking happen if you win game five. hundred percent. And then guess 100%. what? Come home for a one game, take all game seven. Like everyone is so quick to think like three one is impossible, but guess what? The one sport where I think it is possible is hockey. Cause all you need Absolutely. is one fucking momentum yes. shift and everything changes. It's one yes. bounce, man. Ask Toronto fans. Ask Toronto fans how safe a three one is. Man, it, it's a it's a bounce off some guy's ass cheek some yeah. years. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a bounce off an ass. Like, oh, Here you got go. some alcohol. Let's player. see this. Wow, Miller's there, but he's watching. Oh, the, the backhand, and, and that's back. first of all takes it away there. Watch him lift the stick. And that's Kapanen finally doing something. He's been not very good for them this series and down the stretch. He didn't have very good regular season either. Malkin, I'll say this about Malkin: he has one of the nastiest backhands in NHL history. The nastiest backhand goal I've ever seen. Oh, that first cup they won in 09. Carolina. Go look it up on, on YouTube. You yeah. know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about, Laz. At the one against goal. Carolina when they swept them in the conference final. <laughs> and Malkin comes and takes a loose puck from behind the net. On his forehand, goes around glove side and doesn't even look. He just shelves it backhand Gross. glove side. It's the grossest Gross. goal I've ever seen in my life. I can say this from a goalie's perspective. Backhands are incredibly tough to read off the stick. Yeah. I remember my first practice with Kingston. Doug Gilmore came out with a goddamn flat blade. And I'm like, what is this fucking old asshole doing? Sure enough, Hall of Famer Doug puts a goddamn pisser on that 90 miles per hour. Fucking smell the burning rubber off my goddamn fucking helmet. It's it's wild what Mal can do with his backhand. It's wild that the kids of today don't realize how deceptive and how dangerous a backhand shot could be. Uh, but that hardest shot to read in hockey, man. Hardest shot to read in hockey. It, uh, it's terrifying when they have some open ice in front, especially between the between the dots on their back. Well, even like that, he's going. drifting into that honey hole, right? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah. Real quick before we before we and I, I know we said this a couple times. Uh, I, I know we got your opinion of it last night, Jury. Laz and Johnny, your opinions of Nylander. Wait, last he's night. Johnny. I'm Cully. Cully, sorry. Cully and Johnny, your both of your opinions on the Nylander hold up going into the corner at the end of that game last night. I'll tell you what, if that was my college coach, Greg Carvel, I'd never put on that fucking uniform ever again. Dude, never. Love to hear that was ter- That was bad, man. That was so bad. And yeah. I, I remember I tweeted out, like, and I, that's the definition of this hockey team, man. Like, when push comes to shove and you really got to – you know what I mean? Like, and Grotsky said it going into the third period when all was pretty much lost for the least. Like, you know, you have to win this period going into the next game. Just win the period and take some of that momentum into the next game. And, like, you start the period off well with a Nylander goal and then you're so soft – the play was so soft. And just, like, I mean – that right there for me just spells the way that series is going to end. Like that's it's over. 
On that note, I think when you have $50 million sunk into uh, Morgan Riley, Tavares, Nylander, Marner, and Tavares, and Matthews, maybe that's $60 million. I just think it's tough. I think that looking back at that, like Kyle Dubas was, and you know, Ryan, Kyle Dubas was Susie Marie's GM. Yeah, uh, they they traded for Jack Campbell, which gave me my overage year. Thank you, Ryan, Kyle. Um, but fuck, man, like that Nylander contract. If you're if you know you're going to be paying Tavares, Marner, and Matthews up front, and that big contract for Riley, how can you justify giving him fucking H mil a year? Well, like right now, he's he's making what six seven six seven five. It's yeah, like it's just a it's it's a brutal looking play. Hey, hey guys, I hit. Oh no, I didn't see that. Not if I hop. Yeah, no, no worries, Johnny. We, we put you through enough. Thanks for the misery, fellas. I appreciate it. Thanks, Johnny. Hey, thanks for coming on. Thank you guys. Bye. Yeah, no, it's it's a bad looking play, and I mean they got a lot to answer for. They got a lot to answer for, and it all starts tomorrow. They better come out flying. I feel bad that we've just absolutely got Johnny at his worst. Great guy. I've been following him on Twitter for some time. Uh, got some great tweets. Feel bad. And I, I can only imagine the, the the vitriol that he's encountering on New York Rangers Twitter. It's I the worst when your team's Twitter losing. Bad until I went down that rabbit hole. Yeah, it's the worst when your team's losing. And again, it's like such a such a marginal like segment of any fan base that gets on there and does that, right? Because the majority of fans are like turning said, the channel. Putting it behind the, yeah, like they're not on Twitter. Like the most negative people ever are generally the ones that are on Twitter shredding guys. And I mean, it's just kind of yeah. like, okay, yeah, good for you. You could do so much better, you know, like it, it's one of those things like criticism's valid, like criticism's valid, but going, going so far as to say, oh, I like that one guy, I'd rather have Sorokin. I mean, that's just just dumb. That's moronic, man. Let's, let's hold on. I never once ever in my life through the, the worst of the caps playoff disappointments went, oh, I'd rather have. X. I'd rather have Stamkos than than Ovi. Like, come on, like relax yeah, over here. Like, no, you would not. No, dude. Ovi's the greatest goal scorer of all time. There's no. Yes, he is. He's the greatest goal scorer of all time. Like, I, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear it, man. Like the the fact that he's put up the numbers he has, uh, with the way the league is today and how much better the goaltending is. Like, it's it's really mind blowing that he that he can even. He would he would he would have probably possibly broken that record this year had he not had to deal with the first lockout. What would have been his rookie year? Had yeah, he not dealt with the second lockout. Another shortened. Oh my God, Johansson breakaway! Whoa, big save by Bob. Big save by but, Bob. Um, and then the COVID shortened season. Just all Woo! these all these work stoppages in the NHL. He might have broken it this year, if not this year, absolutely next season. Yeah, if if he doesn't miss all that time through no fault of his own, you're probably sitting 780 even right now. You're probably looking at 820, 830, maybe 840. Um, it's pretty incredible that he still it might is. do it. Absolutely is. The rush oh, guys, never breaks. You boys want to wrap this up? Yeah, sure. I want I want to go out with one thought. Big thanks to Johnny and obviously Ryan, of course. I feel Ryan's, or sorry, I feel Johnny's despair. 
we have been there in perpetual motion from no goal to Sabres fans to the fucking staff infection with Jay McKee to the goddamn depletion of our defenseman that year and to the, the debacle, which was free agency, what, 06, 05, with Brewery or Brewery, Drury and Briere. Yeah, it was tough. I was feel tough. Johnny's pain. There's a lot of upside to that team. I come back to one thing. You need – there's a lot of teams that have won by goaltending committee, and I, I feel that. But listen, Igor Shosturkin is young. He's very, very versatile in his game that he's able to make saves that he shouldn't make. I I feel bad for, for the goalie and for the fan base, not the fan base that's saying they wish they had Sorokin, but I think you have a very good good – Think about it, guys. Two years ago, the Rangers sent out a fucking memo to their season ticket holder saying, we're in a rebuild. Less than two and a half years later, they're in it. Yeah, they're in the dance. You guys up for this. The Bruins, I really do feel like they're on their last leg. Now, I'm not saying they can't win this year because fucking Bergeron and Marchani had fucking five points out of five goals. My dad mentioned something about I can't wait till the Bruins are done. I didn't realize it because I haven't been in it as much over the past 10 years. But the Bruins have been a mainstay. When you take them out of it, it it's a whole new look in Eastern Conference. And I feel like New York takes that. and, and But like it goes back to Ryan. Florida like, just tied it. That, yes, thank God. Ryan, how much do you think that Washington – how many years do you think Washington has left to compete? Two or three. And how many do you think the Bruins have to compete? Maybe one or two. I mean, that's, that's... kind of getting at. And Dwayne, I want to tee you up for this before we kick it to Ryan. Who who are the teams to beat in two years? I'd say the Rangers. Um, Colorado still. I mean, that no, team, Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference. Conference. I would still say Florida. Um, you have Spencer Knight. Uh, I think eventually that's going to be his net, without a doubt. I think uh, you know he's he's going to be an absolute. The Eastern's going to be stacked at the goalie position for a while. And, I mean, I want to say Tampa. I, I still want to say Tampa, man. I mean, I know age – I know age, I know they're, those guys are getting older, but still, man, like they they have the blueprint where they keep that core of players together and they find the plug-and-go guys. Like now, right now, it's guys like Ross Colton who are performing in the playoffs. Last year, it was Barclay Goodrow and it was Blake Coleman. They find those guys in their system and they plug and go, utilize them until they have to pay them, and then they let them go. Thoughts on this goal right here, fellas? I mean, you know, that's what you get when you're the Caps and you play terrible defense all night and you only have 16 goals on – or 16 shots on goal. Like, that's what you get. Sam Reinhart. Oh, righty, baby! Of course. Why not? Sam Reinhart. So, yeah, I mean, this is what you get when you're Washington and you you waste another gem of a goal uh, or, or another gem of a performance by Sam Sonov. And he's been get awesome, what they deserve. And he's been so good this game. You're, uh, you, you're going to get what you deserve. You're going to get a tough, soft OT loss. That's what, that's what they deserve. They, they didn't yeah. do enough to help, you know? I'm looking, I'm looking for the goal right now. Um, no, it was a good little high play. They had sustained pressure. You know what gets me when you look at a lot of these wins over the past, you know, 10, I don't want to say 10, but let's just use 10 as a, as a, as a, as a, as a metric. 
10 years, Ryan, you touched on it earlier about the Larzella Askell and the Hopi save on Tuck. You can go back through any cup teams, any cup winning teams run, and it's been awesome to see just how little those little plays are. Breaking this down. Oh, wow. Sam Ryder in his office there, dude. Like, that's where he makes his money, dude. Right there in front of the net, dude. Uh, he did it in Buffalo, and he's doing it in Florida. Good yeah. for him. Good they, for him. Uh, they had a number of, yeah, Rolling. they had a number of chances to clear it, too. I mean, that's what you get. They're going to overtime, and the Panthers are going to score a really soft one because Samsonov, after playing so well, is going to be deflated because his team didn't help him, and he's going to let a soft one in. That's what he does. And uh, the Caps were awful in overtime in the regular season. Not that that means anything. You're a bounce away. But the Caps are losing this game. Like, I'll be blown away now if they win. And and, and they they missed the empty net a couple, a couple times, too. And they didn't Playing work hard enough at six on five. Yeah, they're playing not to lose. That's Peter Laviolette hockey. That's what you get. Um, right. And when the Caps, it, you know, they they played so well on on Saturday. If if they end up getting eliminated by the Panthers, they need to implode that entire coaching staff. Do you think? Do you think they call Barry? Yeah, I had a, a buddy of mine that runs the Caps fan cast talk to me about that, and I was like, I just can't see it happening. With the way well, they fired him. Like the Islanders no, fired no, him. The Islanders fired him. Yeah, yeah. You know that? That's what earlier we were talking today. about earlier? I thought yeah. you were talking about the – I was confused because I thought that the, the, the Islanders poached him when you said that he got fired. I thought that you were referring to the Caps um, losing. I thought that that was what it was. No, was no. Right. He, okay, oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. Trotz was out of – He's been on the ice all day. Yeah, yeah. dude. I, I, I was uh, axed Barry Trotz today. Yeah, they fired him. Wow, what a yeah, stupid yeah. fucking move that is. I know. He's yeah. the best coach in hockey. I know. The Lou father. Swinging the axe. Fuck, um, don't, losing it, man. Don't blame your 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 brutal core of leaders that didn't show up for the first thirteen games when you were on the road. Um, well, go back to last year. If Anders Lee doesn't get hurt, yeah, you never know, right? They, no, they're. I I hate to, to say this. If Anders Lee doesn't get hurt, they win that series last year. Yeah, they were right there. Like back to back, back to back conference finals. Took, oh. took took them from being literally the worst defensive team to the best defensive <laughs> team. Trotz is, Trotz is a maestro. I don't think he's coming back to Washington. It ended pretty not great, like cup and everything, but ownership, Uncle Ted wanted to invest in a brutal coach for his basketball team and invest $10 million a year, and the guy they hired to, to coach the Wizards, that worked out really well. Don't spend money on the guy that brought a long-awaited title. I, I just can't see it. It, yeah. it would... I, I don't think so. Wild. I would welcome it because I'm sick of Laviolette yeah. stifling our special teams and our offense, but uh, I just can't see it. Wishful this is the way boys. I look at it. You have Barry Trotz being hired here and him being fired here and yep. them going down. Yeah, the aisles are coaching NHL. I think By the so way, too. guys, golfing today at Glen Oak, and I found a Toronto Maple Thanks Leaf. Thanks for the invite, Dwayne. Uh, okay, you're on the ice all day, but uh, Toronto Maple Leafs alumni golf ball. Oh, that's pretty funny, right? So I'm assuming this is made like at a, a sign. No, I, I've no. I mean, <laughs> tailor made. Uh, yeah. So it's a sign of things to come, maybe. Maybe, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what I was thinking. I'm going to post that later. I found this today. 
uh, while golfing, sign of things to come. Uh, anyways, man, I'm, let's wrap this up, buddy. Because uh, I know Ryan is dying. Overtime uh, is coming. Going to overtime here. Yeah. We'll I have a Spitfire's golf ball like that, Dwayne. Oh, do you? Yeah. I gave it to my brother. He shanked it in a lake. Beautiful. Well, hey, episode 99, a couple clicks for the great one. Right. I, uh, but listen, I, 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 uh, we got a big show in store for episode 100. Um, as of right now, Andrew Peters booked to come on with us, uh, Sabres alumni, host of After the Whistle. Friend of also, the program, Andrew Peters. Also, believe Craig Reve will be joining him. We will see. Nice. Uh, I'm extremely excited for that. Uh, but, anyways, boys, it's always been a it's always a pleasure. Uh, any final thoughts? Go Panthers, go! Yeah, I, go Caps, and it was fun to have Johnny on. Sorry that the night went that way for him. We we've all been there before. Um, his Rangers are going to be okay in the long term, though. And uh, yeah, yeah, always a pleasure to join you guys. I'm available whenever you need me. Ryan, oh, you're the sure. best, buddy. But I'll uh, hang up and listen. This has been episode 99 of Two Goalies, One Mike, brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. Uh, get over to Outlet Liquor over on George Urban Boulevard. I don't know what that's all about. But uh, hold on. They're just showing that Malkin goal again. Uh, thank God Johnny wasn't on for that. Uh, but again, get over to George Urban Boulevard. Get your case. Uh, place to buy a case. Don't haste. And uh, we will talk to you for episode 100 with uh, Andrew Peters, possibly Craig Reve from After the Whistle. Maybe we'll bring Ryan back on. Uh, the guy's an absolute wagon. And uh, Cully, I'll let you get to bed. Uh, and we'll talk to you later. Hey, everybody. This is Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now, you might be thinking, hey, Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we're bringing coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwreckSports.com or the Dean Blundell Podcasting Network. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. 
Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.